welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. Welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race and I'm very pleased to have with me Sally Arkell Bowles from Dynamic Intentions and Sally and I met online, um, not a dating site but on LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we met at the beginning of the year um, just under another person's posts we just got in touch with each other got on really well and since then we've been doing LinkedIn lives together and it just kind of shows the power of the internet because Sally's Mm. actually over on the west coast of Canada and is joining us um, yes on a very different time zone so I'm going to hand over to Sally to tell us all about her journey from corporate to owning her own business. Sure so I love this because Lisa and I have, like we have this series that we've been doing every week for probably about three months now. It just keeps morphing into more and more. But I like it because I think there's a lot of people out there that have been in our shoes. And so one of the things that I like to be able to share is my journey that I took from moving from corporate into doing my own business. And although I have dabbled in, you know, in between businesses or while I'm in a business working for someone else, having a little business here and there, I never really fully committed. And so it was at the end of 2019, My I had moved out from the area that I had been working in, but was still remotely working for my company. And at some point, I knew throughout that year that I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing anymore. I knew there was something bigger waiting for me. And so as the company was trying to find spots for me within the company, because I had moved to a whole different area from coast to coast, basically in Canada, And I was in a Francophone city now, or province, where I wasn't Francophone. I didn't speak French fluently. I could understand a few words, but I wasn't fluent. It was becoming obvious to me that there wasn't going to be the right fit for me within that organization anymore. But I also had recognized before that that the company was under transition and how they were were changing everything to to do with the leadership. And, And I was in a leadership position. And I wasn't liking the direction that I saw. And I wasn't liking the leadership that was representing me. Um, and so it, it, it ended up morphing itself, honestly, into giving me the opportunity to ask for a resignation, <laughs> ask to be able to, to leave my corporate role that I had been in for 13 years. And it was so freeing when I actually switched it from them thinking they might not have a spot to, for me in the organization to me having the control over saying, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to make that move because I knew deep down in my heart, I had been thinking about it for a long time, but I was afraid to make that decision. So that to me, Lisa, was one of the biggest turning points for me is giving me the freedom to make the choice as opposed to allowing somebody else to make a choice for me or somebody else to undervalue me because they couldn't find me an ideal position. So offers were coming in for like junior positions and I had been making multiple six figures. Why do I want to go to a junior position? Right? I knew the value I had to offer to the company, but it wasn't being recognized anymore. And I thought, you know what, if they're not recognizing that, then it's time for me to move on. And so I made that choice. And then as I made that choice, it gave me the freedom to be able to really 
see what it was that I wanted to do next. And that allowed me to just explore different opportunities. I had a really good understanding that I wanted to work directly with people one-on-one or with corporations and teams, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. So it was okay. I didn't need to know exactly how it was going to look at that time. But I made that choice myself. So I had ease and freedom to be able to decide what I wanted to create from that. That's really my story on how I left. And how, what would you describe what you do now? Okay, how would I describe what I do now? Okay, so I, I always say I get to, because to me, you know, it's not a job as such. It's a career, it's a business, it's, it's empowering others. And so I really get to not only understand the people that I'm working with and where they're currently at, but I get to help them uncover the beauty that's within inside them as far as the dreams and the opportunities that they have left behind as just that. They're they're just a dream. I don't think it'll ever happen. I'm doing all these things in my life right now because I have to, not because they want to. And they're not living that dream life or they're not even tapping into the possibility of what they could create in their life because they're stuck. And so I work with people from all career levels. I work with all different you know types of people But the one commonality I'm finding is that they've been so structured in what they think they're supposed to be doing that they're stuck there and they're not happy. And so I I get to really help them see that possibility for what they can create in their life. So whether they want to be a career changer, whether they want to just grow within their career, whether they want to move to a different country and have a different lifestyle or whether they want to plan their retirement differently or they really want to just excel more in their current career, I attract a lot of different people because of that. But what I found is they all have commonality in feeling stuck. And so I get to coach them along that journey for transformation to get them to whatever they've chosen as as we work with them to figure out what it is that they want to be able to help them get there. So that's what I get to do. And just going to explore a little bit more kind of your... Mm -hmm decision to kind of move out of corporate you said sure. that you didn't like the direction the company was going in mm-hmm. um do you think you would have stayed in corporate if they found your role that was more to your level given the direction the company was going in I might have stayed for a little while but I had been thinking a lot for a number of years <laughs> about how you know I've always been a very independent person and I've always made sure that I have created and found an opportunity that would give me the ability to, you know, really support my family. So I only have one son, I had him when I was older. And it was really important for me to make sure that I had the opportunity to be present for him. Um, At the time that I chose to leave, he was now in university. And I wasn't needing to build my life around having a career that could serve him, as well as serve me because that was ever since I had him, I always, I turned down multiple six-figure jobs because I did not want to sacrifice the time. And by doing that, I opened up opportunities for multiple six figures. Surprise, surprise, uh, because it it gave me both of what I was looking for. But at the same time, as I was um, making that decision, I had already felt that it was time for me to move on. I had already felt that probably for a number of years because there was all sorts of things that were happening that 
I didn't like the behavior of the people or I didn't like the behavior or the new direction that new leadership was leading. There was a number of different indicators along the way. So by the time I was able to make that decision, it was it became so easy because I had seen all these patterns that were developing that I had I had also done the same as my clients do, just put up with it because I had a good job, I had lots of perks, I had good income, all of that kind of stuff. And when I actually got, I think the best part for me was that when I moved across the country, I started working remotely before, that was cool. And I got to be understanding from a different perspective what my skill sets were, what my contributions could be in an environment where I was actually removed from it now in a way, right? Um, and so that I think was one of the, the turning factors for me is like, hmm, I could be doing this and this and this and this. And so the ideas kept coming to me on what I could create. And I think that combined with the fact that they weren't valuing me allowed me to say, you know what, there's so much more I can do in this world. And now's my time to do it. And so that's, I think, what really made a difference for me. And I mean, you know, people that are leaving corporate going, you know, to start their own businesses or to do something else. It's a common thread amongst people that we get to work with. Um, and I've been there, you've been there, and we knew intuitively that there was going to be a different way we could serve. And I'm looking at your smile and I can just see that you found it, right? You found it and you get to create that with your clients. And it just feels so satisfying to be able to let them know that we've walked in their shoes and created that path. Yeah. I mean, the more and more that I, I talk to people and, um, you know, it, you know, whether it's kind of other people who've done it, other business owners or the, my clients, it, it mm -hmm. is just so freeing to get away from it. It's almost like, I call it the straight jacket of corporate life because <laughs> I think it really is. It does um, limit some of people's creativity. Mm -hmm. You have to do it one way. And, it, you, know, there, you know, there are people there who are very happy with what they're doing. But if you are feeling that kind of, um, that it is a straight jacket, it's not... Mm -hmm. it, it isn't for you then there are alternatives and I think that's really what I want this podcast to be able to do is say to people there is an alternative you don't have to just put up with it and like you know with your coaching it is very much around exploring what other mm -hmm. opportunities out there mm -hmm. um it, yeah. it is one and of the many the options step, right that's the first step but what I found is that every person that I work with the very first thing we do is really try to tap into what is their dream? What is their goal? How would they love to live their life? If there was no limits whatsoever, what kind of life would you create? And immediately it doesn't include what they're doing. Yeah. It includes so much more, but it takes a while for them to get comfortable to even think that there's that possibility. And I understand that because I've been there. You've been there where it's like, okay, I know there's more and I know there's possibility, but you know, am I able to do that? Am I willing to do that? Is it something that I could do? And then once you open up the doors to that, because oftentimes they say to me, oh, I don't even know. It's buried so deep now. I don't even know what I would want to do. I don't even know what I would do if I left my job. But then within you know a few sessions, they're like, these massive, beautiful, amazing, incredible things come out of them as far as what they, how they would love to live their life. And from that, it, it comes down to what their purpose is and how they want to make a difference for people. Every single one, they want to make a difference for other people. And at the heart of our lives, isn't that what it's all about? 
And so it just, and I've, I've seen that commonality in every single one of my clients and they don't even see that for themselves, but we've got so far away from living our life on purpose and living with a purpose that we're just out of touch because we're doing the do that we've been trained to do. Go to a job, get a good job, get skilled, get trained, get to a good job, move up advance rank, make money, have your home, have your children, get your pension, there's your life, yeah. right? We've all been trained that that's the normal path and it doesn't have to be that way. You can still do those things, but create a side business or get involved in the community or service to others in some way, shape or form. There's lots of organizations that do that. But for the most part, when I released myself from the binds of that corporate career, which I had loved at one point, I loved it. It was great. I, I was energetic. I had lots of great success, etc. But I had come to the point where it's like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And, and as soon as I made the decision, it all just showed up. And it was so easy. And it just felt right. It just felt right. That's, that's a very common thing. And I, I love, you know, and you were describing that you were saying, and I would like, we were, you know, you go to work and you, you retire and everything like that. And that's your life. But mm -hmm. is it actually living? And yeah, I think that's exactly. the difference now. <laughs> you know, the people, um, they don't just want to kind of get on the treadmill of life. Mm -hmm. People want yeah. to live and it's reigniting that spark to live. Yeah, we lived for our vacation week. Oh my God, I can't wait for my vacation. Six months from now, I get a week off and we're going to go to Florida or we're going to go here or there, right? And yeah. a week to live our life the way we really want to live it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, who wants yeah. that? Yeah, Wish, wishing yeah. the time away just to go on holiday. I'm, yeah, very familiar yeah. with that. My annual we've holiday. We spent, yeah, 12 months organizing it, two weeks doing it. And that was it. That's what we lived for. Because, yeah. yeah. Because that's all we have for our own freedom to be able to do that, mm. right? Um, and we get to choose, like even in our day to day, you and I get to choose which hours we choose to work because I might have other things that I want to do. Or I oftentimes in my day, because I go with my energetic flow and if I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling like I'm just, it's getting heavy in the day and that kind of stuff. I look at my calendar. I'm like, hmm, there's an hour free. I'm just going to go for a walk. <laughs> right. And then I can come back and then, oh yeah, I have these home early. Great. Okay. Let's, let's have some fun. Let's talk. Right? Let's go do something. So you get that freedom and flexibility that you don't, most people don't have the opportunity to do in their full-time career. And the full-time careers serve a lot of people. I get it. But at the same time, if you're wondering, did I lose my purpose in life? Did, am I really living my best life? Is this truly how I want to create my life? Because at the end of the day, we're creative beings. And we get to create our life however we choose. And we get to show up however we choose. And if we want to show up authentically, we show up authentically. And when you show up authentically is when you start to attract people like you yeah. and people that want to work with you and people that want to get to know you because they love Lisa because she's just so authentic and she's so much fun, right? And she's living her life the way she chooses. She's left the corporate career and she's got her hair the color that she feels comfortable in. That's beautiful, right? Why not? Why not? And she can run a successful business doing that, right? And at the corporate world, it would have been, 
Hmm. Yeah, I, think yeah, I, did stairs. Stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a few stairs. I did get a few stairs. My corporate world, I did have a little bit of colour color appearing at the end. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've kind of, I think you've alluded to some of the things that you enjoy about running your own business. Yeah. Do you want to just kind of reflect on that a bit? What do you most enjoy about being your own boss? Um, I think there's a couple of things that I enjoy. The first thing I enjoy is the connections that I get to make with people globally. Because what I didn't have the opportunity to do when I was in my corporate world, even though it was a global organization, I was working within Canada, within my city, basically. And I'd have some connections across the country with people, but it, I didn't get the opportunity to really build relationships that were true relationships with a lot of people, because this is my business life and you're my business partner and we get to know each other. But it wasn't a lot of friendships that were or deep connections that came out of it. There's a song, but, but not a lot. Whereas today, what I get to do is I get to connect with people that I've met online, like Lisa, and we just find a commonality and we get to support each other and we get to listen to each other. And so a lot of my connection that I do is offering people, you know, a 30 minute opportunity to just connect. And let's just connect and find out about each other and just connect on a human level not on a business to business level, not on a, you know, me trying to coerce somebody to, to do something in my business. No, it's just connecting so that we can create a bond and a relationship. Because I think that's what a lot of people have lost out in over the last number of years. And at least, you know, for a lot of the career, because I noticed when I left my career job, I don't know if you did, but people disappeared. Yeah. They worked with you for 13 years and now they just disappear or they worked with you for 10 years and now they've just disappeared. And every once in a while, they'll see you again. Oh, where have you been? But they don't have that connection like you would with someone that you've actually offered the opportunity just to connect and be a friend and just hear each other out and hear what you know they're going through so that you can offer a little bit of support back and, and insight and just take out anything to do with business and just make it a connection and because of that my worldwide network has just blossomed because people are the same no matter where they live no matter where they live they're going through the same things and they are dying to have connection because just being on the internet doesn't really make that secure that you're connecting it's that one-on-one -on -one that makes the difference and so I love I love 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 that piece of my business um, and then I also really love working with my clients and seeing their transformations, because when I see them go from stressed and worried and frustrated and sometimes angry at what they what's happened in their life to being able to open up to seeing them actually knowing that that possibility can become reality now and they show up with a smile and their energy is different and they see that there's a future that they can create that's so much different than they thought they could. It's so empowering for them. And it just fills my heart with the ability to say, oh my gosh, I've had a little tiny piece in this, but it's about them and their success. And, and I get to be part of that journey and how lucky am I? So that those, I guess, are the two things that I love the most about my business right now and what I get to do. No, okay. I definitely relate to both of those. I think the connection thing, and I think it's it's kind of got worse since we've kind of been doing a lot more working from home. And mm -hmm. so you're not even forming the bonds that sometimes we used to do in the offices. Yes. So that, that connection bit is getting so that you are just kind of passing work yeah. from one person to another remotely. 
and, mm-hmm. and you're not even building those relationships up which you may you know occasionally kind of carry on afterwards mm-hmm. so it's just getting harder and harder so actually yeah. making those connections with people and just say connecting on that personal level yeah. I know when I was back Absolutely. in the office I always tr- tried to kind of just a couple of people within the office I tried to get to know really well mm-hmm. just on that personal level ignore the work and yes. I think that's something that we get to do with lots of people now yes and it's yeah, and the thing is, I mean, if I, you know, you know, my my family has come from Britain, and if I come back there to visit, like, who am I going to call? I'm going to call these. like, oh my god, I get to hug you in person. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> but that's what I get to do now. Like, I get to know that if I go on any adventures, that I get, I have people all over the world that I can connect with and actually get to know them even more and really be with them. Right. And so for me, that's that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it now, because I've got people like, oh, my God, you're going to come. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> right? Because you made a deeper connection than they've had with other people. And that to me is the, the fun of the whole piece of it, because at the end of the day, we need people in our lives and we want people that are going to make us feel good. And we want to be able to share in the joy and the love that we've, we've you know, connected with over line. Um, and I just think that's the most beautiful piece of of what we get to do now because it is a small world and who would have thought that I would be working with you on a weekly basis just having fun online (laughs) helping people to get some answers to their questions so that they can create a better life Um, I wouldn't have guessed that a year ago even right but now I get to see what that impact is and when you take your you know for anybody who's listening that's also a business owner when you take your agenda off the table when you're having those connections and you just get to know that person and support them and maybe give them, if they're looking for advice or tips giving them one or two tips, but take off the sales hat, take off that desire to do business with them because you build that strong rapport and relationship. Business is going to come some way, shape or form. And oftentimes you don't know who it's coming from or where it's coming from, but it will show when you go in with a true heart only to just connect. And that I think is a really cool piece of it. Yeah, and it's a brilliant piece of advice for people as well, because I know some people do get quite anxious about kind of sales and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And actually by making that connection, you know, businesses are built on trust. They, they're they built yes. through relationships, particularly kind of smaller businesses. So to be able to kind of do that and get that relationship there first, mm-hmm. as you say, the sales will then come afterwards. Yes, they will. Yes. And, now, and it may not be from that person. They'll be from somebody else that yeah. comes out of the blue. Because you've been putting out the right energy with the people that you've connected with, oftentimes things will show up from nowhere. You don't know where they're coming from, but somebody will pop into your network and say, Lisa, I've seen you and I've heard about you. I need to I need to work with you. And you're like, oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> right? And that will happen. It happens all the time. If you're being genuine and honest and authentic in what you're doing and what who you're talking to, that's all that you need. You don't need the push. You just need the attraction of being out there and offering all the goodness to everybody that you went into. My little tip. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Now, we're not going to try and say that owning your own business is always fun and games and always wonderful. There are challenges. I think we all have challenges. So what's mm-hmm. been your biggest challenge and how have you overcome it? Oh, my God. It's a technology. <laughs> little bit of an aside here the first time Sally and I did a LinkedIn live yeah technology (laughs) yeah (laughs) and sometimes it's still an option um but I think you know for me I I was actually in my corporate career 
although we could have a LinkedIn page or something like that, we weren't allowed to put anything up other than the official corporate posts. So I just didn't, right? So to, to learn all of the ability to market, um, to be able to understand about all the different platforms, to be able to really put all of those pieces together. And I think one of the things that I would caution a lot of people at is everybody's got a solution to how you can make money. Um, and so I call that throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I've been victim of it where I've gone to so many things and then yet I don't take the action on it. And if I do, it doesn't work out the way they said and, and so on and so forth. There's lots of great information out there, but don't go into information overload because when you show up truly authentic and just think about what it is that you're wanting to offer people and you focus from that perspective, it can take away all that fear, the worry and the doubt. And at the beginning, focus on one platform and one platform only, <laughs> right? When I started, I started in the ones where I had my friend network and that was probably the mistake. I mean, <laughs> because a lot of friends aren't going to be your first clients. Some might, some probably won't, some won't. Um, but I held myself small as opposed to opening myself up to where I finally found where my, my true network is and where I can attract the people I really want. But yours is going to be different than mine. Some people have huge success on Instagram. Some have it on Facebook. Some have it on Twitter. Some have every platform. Some have it on LinkedIn. But I think it can get so overwhelming that we think we have to have a website. We don't need a website. We just need to show up on whatever platform we're on. We don't need to have podcasts. We don't need to have all these things. We don't need to do webinars and give away everything and all this kind of stuff. But choose what makes you feel comfortable. So for me, I do free webinars because I, I'm fine. I'm easy to teach in front of people. I've taught my whole life and my career. So it, it's no big deal for me. But if it for you, if it's scaring you, you don't have to do it, <laughs> right? You don't have to do it. So don't feel like you have to do what someone else has done to have success if it's not really in your ballpark. Eventually, you might want to step your toe in, and that's okay. Like Do like Lisa and I did, do a LinkedIn Live together so you got a partner there to spin off of. It takes away a little bit of that anxiety, but you don't have to. You don't have to do anything that anybody else is doing. You show up as you, and you show up authentically. So for me, the tech has always been a big you know, I haven't farmed it out. I'm about to farm it out. And I'm like, yes, finally, I'm making that move, which is a big move for me. So, but that's going to take so much off of my plate from a time perspective. So I can have more time to focus on, you know, building those connections. So for me, that was one of the big things. And then you'll have inconsistent income. I think recognize you're going to have an inconsistent income at the beginning. And it may be a year, it may be six months, it may be two years, but what I do know is when you stick and stay, it will grow. When you stick and stay, it will grow because most people give up just before the three-year three year mark, which the three-year mark is really when most people take off. So because you've been planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, that garden takes a little longer to grow sometimes. And you'll get you know some harvesting along the way, but probably not at the level that you were hoping to harvest. But it's sticking and staying and keeping your message clear and staying in front of people. That's the basics of what we talked about at the beginning was connect with people authentically. Connect with people. You be authentic. Talk about what you do. Talk about those transformations. Talk about, have those testimonials from the one customer that you had. It's all you need is somebody saying, Lisa's amazing. You've got to talk to Lisa, right? That's all that would validate some people to say, oh my gosh, I got to talk to Lisa. 
So don't think you need to have 40 things going at the same time. Don't think you need to be an influencer. There's a lot of people that aren't influencers that are making more money than them, right? So I think just taking that fear out of the overload of figuring everything out um, can really free up your, your space and your time to attract what you really want, which is amazing clients. Yeah, that whole kind of um, overwhelm of all the information that you get is 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 real. You you will at some point get overwhelmed, and I think yeah. kind of bringing out out of that con- consistency. So whatever mm-hmm. you try to do, be consistent with it. Whichever platform yeah. it is, uh, whichever method you do, I say you can do some methods which are very visible and getting out kind of video. You say you don't have to, you can do it written words, and if you're not even comfortable with that, there are other other ways as well. You can say mm-hmm. partner with people. So there's all there's a there's a, a method for everyone and it's yes. not everyone is going to suit every method. Find where you feel comfortable because if you're feeling comfortable, that's the platform you should be on. That's the way you should be showing up. So if you want to post on Mondays and Wednesdays and Saturdays and you post Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays, you don't have to believe that you have to post every day and multiple times a day, but go in and, and connect with people that you want to follow right online and start creating relationships with them and, and commenting on their stuff because those are the people that you're going to start to connect with. So be engaged, not just in putting material out, but engaging with people that you really want to, you know, do work with or to be just in your in your corner supporting you. So, you know, Lisa's a great one for that. Pop into Lisa's feed and, and make sure you're connecting with her and commenting on her stuff because she's got some great information that she's offering to you. So why not? Why not go out there and and start following Lisa and and following all the things that she's doing? Because she's got some amazing new things that she's also introducing lately, like her podcast and, you know, what what our LinkedIn lives and those kinds of things that neither of us had done a LinkedIn live, but we said, oh, well, if we do it together, we can figure this out. (laughs) And so I found somebody and she found somebody and we said, let's just do it together and figure it out. And we did. And we had some bloopers, but it's like, who cares? We're human. We're human. I don't care if I make a blooper. And right? that's actually, you know, they, they have a saying in the UK, problem shared is a problem halved. And it is, you know, mm-hmm. whenever you're trying to find things out, whether it is doing kind of videos together or whether it's just solving a problem, having those connections, you know, yeah. with business owners as well. Yep. It, it is Absolutely. very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to move us on now and yeah. give you a chance to kind of, talk a little bit about kind of who your ideal clients are and what you do so that people can um, kind of what can they expect if they get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, you can always go into my DMs and just say, hey, I'd love to connect and I'll send you a little link to get into my calendar. So that's one of the ways that people can get to me. Um, But I'm most active on LinkedIn. And this last week, not so active, but that's okay. That's who I am. (laughs) I sometimes I'm on there lots and other times I'm not but you'll find that you know I I do have the opportunity to work with people that really want to break through to that next level in their performance I work a lot with people that don't know they're looking for a career change (laughs) they just don't they just know that they're frustrated with where they are and so you know if you're feeling that you're frustrated and you don't know what's next um and you know there's usually all sorts of things from a relationship as well as a business or you know your work or your family that are holding you back um having a conversation first is that is the opening the opening act for me it's just like let's just get to know each other because from that i mean i don't want to just deal with anybody either i want to be the right fit for people so if i just take myself out of it and just focus on you that allows me to do that 
but I work with people that are, like I just said, that are, you know, uncomfortable with where their life's headed and they want to be able to tap into what they, their joy is and where their passion is and, and really understand, you know, can they make that happen in their current situation or, or maybe they want to choose to change something that's up to you. So I don't guide you on that piece. I just help you to see the possibility. And I work with people for about six months when I work with them to really help them go through a lot of that transition that they would need to do to actually know they've made a transformation. So it's a really powerful program. I've done it myself. I've taught it for a number of years now. And all of my clients have amazing stories that I can share with you. The other thing I do is I work within corporations. So I work with teams and I work with leaders to really help them scale to growth within that team. Because I found when I was in the corporate world, they taught us a lot about how to do our jobs, but not why we got the results that we got. And we all have come from environments where some people just excelled and they were like off the charts and nobody could get to where they were, but they wanted to, they didn't know how to get there. Or they might've been at the lower level and wanted to at least get to the medium level, but there's so many things that were holding them back. So in a team environment, I get to actually pull that team together and help them all move towards a common goal to be able to get the whole team to move differently. So I do work within corporate because I've had a lot of experience developing people within corporate. Um, and then I do work with individuals to really help them get back in touch with who they really should be and create that life that they've always desired. So those are the two main audiences that I work with. Um, and I love both equally because I get to see and bring the change to the corporate world that I never got to experience. And then I also get to work with individuals that want to do walk in my shoes and say, hey, I want to know what, what it takes and what it can I actually do it? Because that's usually the question. Would I be able to do this? Absolutely. Anybody can with the right mentor and with that right opportunity. Thank you, Sally. And I would highly recommend your services. So if anyone wants to get in touch Thank with you. Sally, then we will be putting all the details in the show notes. So do do kind of get in touch. Um, one final question for you. Mm. If you could turn back the clock um, to the time when you started your own business, what one yep. piece of advice would you give yourself? Hmm, I think uh, that's a good one. Um, I think I would have come in with more confidence, actually. More confidence that the experience that I was already bringing with me would allow me to be able to show up as that person with the goal achieved already. Because there's a lot of insecurity when you step out of the comfort of a corporate career where you know you're getting your paycheck and everything else. And you're starting to rebrand yourself as someone completely different without a branding department. <laughs> you know? You are the branding department. <laughs> yeah, you're the branding department. You're the marketing. You're the, the administration. You're, you're, you're all of it. And so I think that the one piece that I would say is that, you know, you start to wonder whether, you know, will people actually see me for the skill set that I'm bringing forward? So that confidence for me was probably where I could have stepped up a lot faster um, because I know now I know because I, I did actually target some certain people at the beginning to work with because I knew that if I could get them to get the results that would show that transformation, that that would give me the confidence to get them there, to get anybody there, right? So I, I handpicked a couple of people and asked them to give me that opportunity because I knew who they were and to, you know, from an integrating perspective, but I also knew their whole behaviors in getting success in the past. And, and I've had some and some incredible results with those people that I started with. Uh, absolutely incredible, like life-changing 
you know, dimensions for them from a financial perspective, from their careers, from what they chose to do. Um, so much so that their wealth has gone like off the charts. So I know I have the ability to make those changes, but at the beginning, I was unsure whether I could. So I had to prove it to myself. Okay, so if you can prove it to yourself while you're still in your corporate career by having a few students that you could actually teach or whatever it is that you want to do, do a little bit behind the scenes while you're at work, you know, at near after hours or whatever to get that social proof for yourself so that you know you're worthy of doing this. That could have sped my time up incredibly. So that's just my tip because, and I did ask a few favors so that I could hone my skills and know what it was going to be like. I was always ahead of them in the steps though, right? Always be ahead of where your clients are in the steps that are coming up. But at the same time, that's what it would have made a big difference. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Sally, as always. Um, to always enjoy our conversation. So thank you ever so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lisa. I always love talking to Sally, and I'm sure that's come through in our conversation there. I'd just like to spend some time just pulling out a few things that she said. Uh, first of all, about kind of her career, where she prioritised her family Um she did very well in her career and it was very successful. But the choices that she made and the positions she took was all around kind of bringing up her son. And it wasn't until kind of he became more independent that she actually thought, no, I need to prioritise what I want to do, what I want to do. And that's a very common theme that people will kind of focus in on their family and put up with kind of what they're doing kind of their day job and then when it kind of gets to the kind of where the family don't they're not so reliant on them suddenly they feel actually this isn't quite what I want and then I love the way that Sally took control of her life the the point where she um, moved across the country and the roles they were going to offer weren't what she really wanted and she didn't like the way the company was going and I think that's something that um, people kind of are realizing more and more now that it is important to have to to be the kind of bought into the, what the company is and their values. And when you don't, the actual enjoyment that you get from working from them is reduced. So Sally took control. She said, "No, this isn't what I want. I'm going to do something that I want." And during that kind of that final kind of time with the company and that working from home period, she realized that actually she had skill sets other than the kind of the pure things that she needed within the company on a day-to-day basis. And that helped her kind of realise there was other things that she can do. And that maybe that is one thing of the kind of advantage of working from home is that we are being given a little bit of opportunity to be more kind of creative, to think about the other things that we want to do with our lives. And then finally, I love the piece of advice that she gave when it was just like, what would you do if you turn back time? And that was have more confidence. When you're kind of, you move from kind of your corporate role, which you may have been in for many years, where you've kind of become the expert in your field to, to starting something new, your confidence can really be hit. But if you think about it, everything that you're doing with your new, new role, the new job that you're, do, that you're creating, you have the skill sets there. There's no reason not to be confident in yourself. So if you can kind of dig deep and get that added confidence at the start, that will give you that extra boost to keep your co- company going. So that's it for today. Been fantastic having you on board and I'll see you next week. That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. 
I hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favourite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.